we're recording. It's Chris Black coming to you live from New York City on America's uh, favorite day, July 4th. Um, I am recording from the all-new Zoom H6. Jason, thank you for your technical expertise um, and suggesting this fine piece of machinery for me. Yeah, so what's going on, bro? I saw on Instagram that it's it's raining cats and dogs <laughs> over there in the city. Is that true? Yeah, it's it's honestly, this, this last three or four days in New York has reminded me about how disgusting the cesspool is. I mean, the smells, the trash, the tourists. Oh, the rats are getting bigger and stronger and harder and better and faster. It's crazy. They eat their own pizza now. But the um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it did rain. I think now the sun's creeping out. Luckily, I'm uh, indoors um, tuning into uh, the the championships Wimbledon over there in the UK where they're also suffering from some rain. But luckily, they have a couple closed courts where Andy Murray is able to and his his new hip are able to to hit some balls. So we're in good is, shape. So is Wimbledon happening right now as we speak? Yes, it is. Yeah, this is day two, uh, uh, and I believe that the I think twenty eight matches have been canceled or delayed because of weather. So it's going to last longer than it usually does, uh, just based yeah, solely on hey, scheduling. Fellas, uh, promo code, how long gone to check out for bluechew.com. You want to last longer? <laughs> well, I mean, I was saying, I was saying earlier, you know, whenever a holiday happens or anything like that, all I want to do is like watch Wimbledon and eat a hot dog, maybe take a nap, you know, old guys rule lifestyle. Yeah, but there's just we gotta do this and we gotta prep this and the dog sitter and this barbecue mm. and that friend's thingy and we're doing this and that it's it's so much work. Yep, so much work when you're supposed to not work. Well, Jason, unfortunately for you, um, this is I don't even have kids for Christ. This sake. is the life you've chosen. And imagine if there was a fucking baby TJ. I mean, the amount of other ho- I, would, I, I can't imagine. I don't. I'd be the most insufferable little bitch complaining about everything. My therapist going to the therapist once I shit out one of these little kids. <laughs> I think that the the um, <laughs> the other problem that you have that I don't have is that people know I can bring nothing to a party. I can't bring any ribs. I can't make any Allison Roman desserts. I'm not. I can't do anything. Well, that's that's false, Chris. You have to bring the hardest thing at all of all something that money can't buy. Even though you always bring a thoughtful bottle of wine, <laughs> you have to bring quote unquote it. Sure. Okay. Okay. So I have to bring. You know what I mean? I, okay. So I have to bring it. But sometimes I don't know if people recognize the value of it when comparing it to something a little more. Um, robust, like some some ribs. Well, it is priceless, Chris. That's why. I, That's why we have trouble. I agree. Look, you don't have to. You don't have to twist my arm, bro. I understand. So, <laughs> so you're juggling all of these duties, and you also mentioned some landscaping. Were you in the yard this weekend? Because that's traditional July Fourth stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I not only do I have to bring it, but I also have to bring dip. Okay. 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 So I don't want to hear it, Chris. Don't, don't look. I'm I'm saying you built this life for yourself, and now you're in a prison of your own making. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was landscaping. You know. Carolyn thought it'd be a good idea to trim some trees this weekend, and we got after it. It look, I mean, it looks great. I'm glad we did it. I mean, I, I whine and complain and I kick and scream, but when it's when it's done, I do feel a good feeling. It's, it's just like, yeah, I, is it worth it? I feel that at the gym too, um, and I don't even, and I feel like that's the only thing that betters me as a person. But maybe I should try cutting down some trees. I mean, these aren't these are small trees you were just up there with a ladder you weren't scaling you weren't yeah, repelling. i was up there with the ladder it was more of a prune than anything okay but 
you know, the emotional tax that I had to sure, as an artist. Sure, I can't sure. just prune. I have to create. And can I ask you? Can I ask you why you didn't just hire someone to do this? It seems like a pretty simple task for a professional gardener. One which I'm sure you have coming by every week or at least biweekly. Uh, every week, yeah, every week. But I don't know. I the gardener is always going to do something. Is he's always going to fuck something up? No, I mean I hope Frank, if you're listening, I don't mean that, but you know. <laughs> We're very particular people. There's always like, yeah, can you just do this? And there's always one thing where it's like, you did it technically, but it's also like not exactly how I would have done it. Like you didn't fuck it up, but I would have done it differently. And yeah, that, but also I get pleasure out of doing it myself. Well, that's Pause. the beauty. That's the beauty of not knowing what's good or bad, or caring, or knowing if you could do a better job. I I never can do a better job, so the task is always complete by a, a, a member of our staff. So you've been you've been the most ignorance is bliss ass person under my nose this entire time. I never even realized it. It's exactly, Jason. Welcome to hell. Um but um beyond your tasks, I wanted to talk about something that we've been paying close attention to and that's um Hunter Biden smoking crack and driving 172 miles an hour. <laughs> and I think there was some con- I think there's some confusion in the World Wide Web that maybe he he was doing both at the same time, and I, I think that I think that it's it's two separate incidents. Is that a sensationalized headline? I think it's a sensationalized headline, yeah. But I think he he was doing both things, and and 172 miles an hour seems uh, really high. Yeah, I was I was saying earlier that you don't really see people hitting those speeds on civilian roads, maybe on like a yeah. a top gear closed track with where you know the guy's got a helmet on and a harness and everything. You know Hunter didn't even have his seatbelt on. You know Hunter had like one of his balls was hanging out the bottom <laughs> of his shorts <laughs> while he's while he's trying to get the cap open on his fucking Mountain Dew Code Red. If he doesn't look, if, if he w- and he's like, oh shit, I'm doing one- 172 is hard to hit. That's all I'm saying. 172 feels like also what I I didn't read fully into what kind of car he had, but that feels like Maserati level. Like the the Honda Accord ain't going 172. I think it was a Porsche. Okay, because I know he's been taking money from all those all those you know foreign adversaries. So at least he was spending it on some German engineering, you know, because because otherwise. He's 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 really a cockroach, so he won't die. And I'm continually impressed by his his feats, uh, physical and otherwise. He's the white flavor flame. Do you think he, do you think he was getting? <laughs> do you think there was any sort of sexual activity with a woman of the night going on while he was driving 172, mm. or just while he was smoking crack? I guess it makes sense because in the in the little kind of 911 Carrera, you either you have room for a sex worker or a suitcase, and he doesn't seem like the type of cat who travels. <laughs> with much you know he's not okay, a big so packer he didn't have he was able to leave the the goyard duffel at home for the weekend and instead replace it with a fine young lady who's kind of putting herself through school yeah he does he he did not have time it was probably let's go to vegas it was a little more impulsive and it was a yeah. little less like he's not checking the points guy website for some like packing <laughs> chips sure, on like rolling yeah. up his like, yeah. he didn't he didn't <laughs> there were there, he didn't even check jsx for open aisle seats he just kind of th- he just kind of got in the porsche and and did his I'll thing figure it out. but the the real he usually likes to take the time to get his suitcase wrapped in plastic <laughs> in the airport <laughs> terminal but nice. even then he was like just we're not cutting now. it clutch we're cutting it so close, but yeah, I think that the I think that the 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 Hunter Biden saga is one of the greatest uh, things that we've ever gotten from a president, and I think you guys need to stop focusing on you know laws and bills and all this like kind of you know social studies ass gobbledygook and focus on the fact that this is the best thing we've gotten since John F. Kennedy Jr. shirtless. 
You know, like this is the best thing. Like, what are we talking about? You know, Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, he. Come on, she didn't Hunter do shit. Hunter Biden is the most Republican Democrat in the history of the world. <laughs> he's just, he's just getting after it. Hunter, like, if, no, if, no, if Hunter Biden was Republican, everyone would be so happy. There wouldn't be a problem in the world. The Ukraine war would be over. No, he would be. He would be. He would be the president. If he was Republican, he would be the president. <laughs> he would have he would have he would have conquered his own father to take the position of power because he'd be so beloved. Um, and he does feel yeah, you know, he does feel um, I feel a close kinship to Hunter, not only because he's a drug addict, but also because he's a little bit, you know, he, he feels Southern. His spirit is Southern, let's say. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Well, his at the very least, his neck is red. But that's from that's from some type of tapeworm situation. <laughs> no, that's from, it's a bacterial issue. No, he fell asleep at the pool at the Beverly Hills Hotel after a few too many, and he kind of got a little. He got a little. But I think that the I think that he would be president if he was Republican, and I'm I'm waiting for him to kind of just just it's time, man. Just switch sides. Let's have a career. They don't care about corruption. Um, they don't care who you're taking money from. They don't care care who you're selling stuff to. Um, and I think that that is a place where he could profit and thrive. So it's something yeah. to consider kind of sw switching parties. And just like a vasectomy in a couple of years, you can switch back to Democrat whenever you need to. Yeah, no, one, you know, no one cares. It's just like, you know, watching wrestling like oh, Undertaker's good now. Whatever. Yeah. No, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great comparison. No one actually cares. No one actually cares. Yeah. As long as the plot keeps moving. But also um friend of the show Sofia Rossi invited us over to watch the season and series finale of let's well, not hey let's not go there yet the idol unless you know something I don't know Jason we're not sure that season two isn't coming <laughs> we don't know after watching the finale you watched it right uh, yeah yeah what is that what is that answer yeah it's a yes or no cr question chris what's going on yeah no no i was because i was thinking about why are you being cock shy well because i saw the i saw the we saw the finale like we saw they, they shot that scene at the show we were at in la oh like the one where they're on stage that was during like we had to sit through that at, at the beautiful SoFi Stadium. You got to sit through that. I don't know if it was... When history was made. I mean, I couldn't see... When the weekend's manager figured out a tax loophole. Mm. I mean, it's pretty tough to recreate a stadium scene without kind of just doing it or piggybacking, you know? I don't know how else you do... Oh, it's it's very hard, but it's also a nice little write-off, you know? Uh, yes, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure after Sam Levinson was so deeply over budget, HBO would take whatever they could get. This was the work of the Finkelsteins, if you ask me. Did did you have to bring something to that event or were you able to take the night off and just watch Tedros do his thing? I brought a Weiser Farms cantaloupe and some prosciutto, but she's vegetarian. So I took my meat home and then just gave her a melon. So you kept your to you, enjoy you, at a later you, day. You kept your meat in your pants and just left a melon on the table. Yeah. And I, it seems like a good it, it felt odd being in BJ Novak's house while he wasn't home. But uh, it was nice to sort of communicate through like he was texting with with us kind of in spirit and i was saying like it would be nice if you know those ipads that are on the little wheels like the little segway wheels and there's an ipad and yes. it can move around your house like when when your grandma can't walk no more i wanted bj to have that and him to be like oh i see you found my medicine cabinet jason um <laughs> oh you found my cookie drawer <laughs> Guilty. It, would, it would only be 
It would only be cool if, if it was BJ's voice coming from the robot iPad, like <laughs> no, scold, no. scolding you for having too many of his Tate's crispy cookies uh -huh. and then sending you a small invoice uh, for the cookies that you did enjoy. <laughs> it's like in Vegas when you take, if, if the, if the liquor bottle moves, they charge you for it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a, it's a tripwire system at BJ's. But I'm, I'm kind of sad to watch the idol. I watched episode one in the sauna like an hour before I went to go watch the finale because, you know, episodes two through four don't really matter. Well, uh, I got to hear the song and I now I love I'm a freak. It's in my body now. I'm I know that I'm a month late to the party. Sorry, guys. I think the song is I'm actually working on a story about this right now. And I think the song is going to be the lasting like I think that could be like a gay anthem for for years to come. Like a you know if it if it if the DJs keep spinning it, if you and your community support this song, I think that we could I think we could have it. Well, that's that's the thing is I don't think that it the I don't think it's padoming. I don't think the song is necessarily a, it's it's sort of I don't I won't say it's been rejected by our community, but it's not making a splash the way that the, everyone expected it to. Well, I think it's because the song is a little too. You know, it's like I love the music of Sky Ferreira. Gonna go see her this weekend, but you don't play it at 3 a.m. at Rage on on Santa Monica Boulevard. No, no, I, 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 no, I agree with it's you. It's a little on the more melon, you know, a little sleepier, a little moodier. I know, but it has it has a nice cultural tie-in, and I think if 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 people were pathetic enough to play the White Lotus theme song at their million-dollar wedding, <laughs> then I feel like this could. I mean, it doesn't seem that crazy, but you're right. You're right. It's not an upbeat. No, I, I trust me. I want it to. I want it to be a thing. But I just don't know. I feel like if it hasn't happened yet, the door yeah. is kind of starting to close. Well, who knows what could happen? There could be more. There could be more behind the scenes revelations from the set. You know, that could keep this thing moving. But I, 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 all that to be said, I am a little sad to miss this show because it really. It's like, um, you know, when you would watch movies from the 80s when everyone was just on cocaine and everyone was green light and everything and nothing mattered. The, every budget wasn't limited and we're just printing money. It was sort of a return to that form for just a brief moment where it's just like, yeah, we're going to make, you know, like that movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Just like, yeah, let's just make him like a bartender in a club. And that, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was yeah. like, good enough. This is rocking. I mean, enough. it worked. It worked. No, so you're it's right. the same kind of thing. But even like the, 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 the plot doesn't matter. They'll be like, oh, do I need to pay attention to this like weird thing that just happened to the black pink chick? And they're like, no, we're never going to see any of this again. Like just giving up halfway through storylines in, in like a beautiful way. And, and it almost was like a choose your own adventure to me. It was like, what happened there? And it was like, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. The, <laughs> and that, that was kind of freeing. The way that people, I mean, the, the, how upset it made people was what was freeing to me. Like I haven't seen some, like I, I, it made me feel like I was crazy to watch people I'm just like guys why don't you just like laugh at it and have fun like why is this like I, I the most shocking part was people going like catholic mode pearl clutching like it's just too vulgar it's just too much for me and I'm like you literally don't shave your armpits and vote for Bernie and this is too much for you like come on like what's the big deal <laughs> like I don't I just don't understand like it's not like I need to see all of this stuff like do I want to see the weekend tie Lily Rose Depp up with a fucking with a 
with a robe and and cut a hole for her to breathe. No, I don't want to see that. But it doesn't offend me. It's just like well, unless, unless I'm alone in the sauna, I don't want to see. Well, that. yeah, of course, of course, that goes without saying. But I just think I think that was one, no, I agree. one of the funniest parts about the reactions to me where people were like offended by it, and I'm like, why can't you just have fun and laugh at this? Like it's it's pure entertainment. Sorry, it doesn't have the you know uh, the panache and family drama of succession you know i i just don't know what we want panache well i i think this all this was is a, a litmus test or a battleground in the culture wars where it's like how conservative are you how much of a freak are you how hot are you how much do you not care how sexual are you and you learn instantly just how sexual or how prudish or how fun or how yeah you know weird and not so fun all of your closest friends and families and everyone you follow. A litmus test. Um, a few other things. A litmus test, but instead of an eyedropper full of some type of chemical compound solution, it's just weekends come. <laughs> Ooh. It's just come. Jason, don't talk about Abel like that. That's gross. I'm, I'm unable to climax. They're fresh seawater. Um, <laughs> we also want to... The uh, Yannick Sinner, the tennis player... Um, at Wimbledon, he brought out the Gucci bag. Yeah. And this is a big deal because this has never been done before. So he had the Gucci bag on the court with the custom uh, initials on the tag. Um, and I, I think this is – I love to see this. I love to see – this is how it should be. These guys are hot. They're athletes. Like, let's see them. And they also make it look better than NBA players because it's just a bag and not parachute pants. You so know? It, this is not uh, a violation, though, is it? Like, is it one of like where you have no, Michael no, there, Jordan had to pay the fine every time he brought a Gucci bag out? It's not like that. No, apparently there were like there were like levels of approvals that it had to happen. But I think that the le I think that the they know it's good for them. Yeah, you know, I think they know that that, and I think that Louis Vuitton is in the mix as well. So it's it's but people are losing their minds over it. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, it looks good and it feels appropriate. So. I wonder. I wonder if it'll have any any repercussions, or if people are going to start really throwing their hat in the ring. Didn't didn't that happen a while ago? Where there's a tennis player who had something, some article of clothing or a garment. It was the really tall guy that we were going to get on the pod that one time. He like had a bag or something that was like a violation of like the dress code of the tournament he was playing in, and he had to like pay like a ten thousand dollar fine or something like that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he brought a gallery. He brought a gallery tote bag gallery onto the <laughs> no not get no 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 not gallery department like an art an art gallery oh and it was like pink riley riley opelka and it was like pink and and he got yeah he got fine but that was just him trying to like i think he was trying to like that's his homies or something yeah. like if i'm gonna break or if i'm gonna break a rule and get fined i'm gonna do it for a luxury house that's paying me a million dollars um that seems like a better idea than my homies gallery there we go but yeah that that is yeah american express fined him ten thousand dollars and he continued but i think i think what happened is he probably didn't get a kickback on this but i bet that whatever that business was uh sold a lot of those fucking bags after that happened because <laughs> he continued to carry yeah. it for like for like months um but yeah and then the only other thing that happened this weekend during july 4th jason was the the rate limit being exceeded on the twitter.com website um and uh <laughs> it only happened to me for a day but there was a an issue with a google bill that elon didn't want to pay therefore it was in he decided to instead of pay the bill uh, kind of put a governor on the amount of tweets you could see per day if you're not paying for the service. Mm. Limiting someone like me to 600 tweets is is like taking my oxygen away. Yeah. Um. So I was a little concerned. 
Um, but then it just kind of like most things that you guys complain about with the Twitter website, it just kind of went away and I haven't heard anything else about it after 24 hours, <laughs> which is truly amazing. That's what everything, everything that people are like, that's it. I, I can't deal with this anymore. It just goes away. If you just wait it out. And I wanted to say, and I mentioned this to you, but stop with this blue sky shit, guys. <laughs> no one's going to blue. No one's going to blue sky. I'm leaving this garbage app for blue sky. Find me over at the other app. Like, stop. No one's using blue sky. Mm -hmm. I don't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. The only thing that could work is the is the uh, Zuck version that is coming to Instagram. Threads. Threads. I wish I had a Z. Meta threads. But blue sky is not it. So stop. And like blue sky, it just doesn't. Like I said to you, it sounds it sounds like a fucking vegan yogurt. That does not sound like a place where I'm going to post all my cool thoughts and opinions. Like we just have to stop. It's not happening. I see all these uh, yeah. journalists being like, being like, yeah, follow me. I'm you know I can't take anymore. Follow me over on blue sky. What can you not finally leaving this dumpster like, fire what? where I'm gonna <laughs> post. I'm gonna post screenshots on my Twitter. Like what do you? Yeah. Like what do you think? It's it's like it's the same thing. I, like, what do you think is going to happen? You're, no one's going to follow you there. It's not. We've seen this happen so many times. Like, it's just it's it's crazy to me how people are so offended by what Twitter does when it's a free service that gives you hours and hours of entertainment. Just enjoy it and let it rock. That's it. Like, there's no reason to think about it more than that. There, to me, there's a lot of similarities of when everyone was like, you know what. I'm going to get like a Samsung mm -hmm. phone instead mm -hmm. of an iPhone. And then everyone was, and, then the, and everyone, they're like, hey, the camera is better. It's faster. I can save my files. And they list all the stuff that's better. And then the only defense every time is, but like, yeah, just look at it. It looks yeah, weird. dude. Yeah, I don't exactly. want it. And that's it. And like when you look at Blue Sky, it's like, oh, here's th th them jeans at blue.sky.social. Just follow me there. And just simply looking at the URL of your account, you're like, no. Yeah. I'm, I don't care. I'm out, dude. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. It does remind me. Yeah. It, it just takes, it's like those little human, like reptile brain things about it where you just look at something and you're like, I don't even care if this is good. I, I don't <laughs> want to do it. It's like, yeah. It's like, well, the Google Pixel. It's just dumb. The Google Pixel photos are, I'm like, all right. So you're going to use a Google Pixel? Like, all right, man. God bless. It's like people who try to use, who try to use, non-Apple headphones. Like, what are you trying to prove? There's a lot of, I mean, there's another one that I just thought of when people have the performatively cheapest electric car, like I drive a Chevy yeah. Volt or I drive and they're like yeah. Yeah. Tesla's and Mercedes yeah. and every single car makes like a sick one, but you had to buy the one that's like the most like librarian ass one of all time as a thing. And they're like, yeah, but it's just the mileage and like, I don't care. I don't care. Let's save it. It just looks stupid. Save it. It's stupid. That's it. Save it. Um. All right. How long gone? We do have a guest today. Uh. We had a great chat with uh. Trevor Powers, you probably know him as Youth Lagoon. His new album, Heavens in Junkyard, is out now on Fat Possum, um, receiving rave reviews, best new music from Pitchfork. But um, yeah. Trevor Trevor surprised us coming to us live from Idaho, and uh, we had a pleasure. Yeah, be, be, pleasurable because chat. of our holiday weekend and the way things are moving around, full disclosure, we did already record the interview, so it's not a straight into one. But it, that's good news because I could tell you that, you know, I. I had not expected anything from Youth Lagoon. I, I was obviously familiar with, with him and his music, but have never spoken to him or heard an interview with him. So who who knows with these musicians, but it ended up being one of the better podcast guests that we've had in a long time. He was very open and therapeutic. He kind of he kind of played us like a fiddle in, he did. in some he ways did. No, where he, he opened us up. 
got me wide open. He did. No, he did. He know he, re- he really did. So yeah, the the tables are a little turned on this episode. He he's asking us a lot of questions. The tables are turned. Yeah, shout out to Trevor. Uh, all right, thank you guys for listening. How long gone? We're back this week with uh, more podcasts. Don't you fucking worry. Um, and I hope everyone had a great July Fourth. Um, and uh, yeah, Jason, good luck with your ribs. I hope you don't get sunburned. Like, have a hot dog for me, etc. Uh, have fun doing what I want to do. Watching Wimbledon on a <laughs> Samsung, uh, <laughs> a stupid Samsung TV that looks like a picture frame. Actually, I want to. I want to talk to. Yeah, I want to. You know, since you brought that up, Jason, I do want to say our long national nightmare is over. Uh, we gave in and we bought the Samsung uh, frame stand from Amazon.com, and the TV is up now on the stand. And I love the way the stand looks. It's not quite a flush mount, but this is going to do. So two years later, we are able to watch the TV when it's not sitting on the ground. So I just want to kind of. Why does this this feel like truth, your version you know, of like speak my truth to power? Being okay with the fact that you can't have kids and you're okay with adopting. Uh, you're like, you know what? We finally. <laughs> We're, we're totally fine with not being able to mount it on the wall because of the structural issues. And I think the stand is going to be great. It is great. Oh, and the other, Jason, oh my God, I almost forgot. And this is for our Bravo heads out there. So Jason, you can cover your ears, but. Pour on another pot of coffee. The but, kiki but, begins. But Kyle Richards and, and Mauricio Umansky are separated. Uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, 27 year marriage. Uh, and it seems like. Uh, Kyle Richards. Twenty-seven. Seems like Kyle Richards is going Chriselle mode, and she's she's diking out with Morgan Wade, a female country singer, who now some of my uh, internet researchers have discovered that that Kyle and Morgan have matching tattoos. Uh, Morgan has also been wearing Kyle's Roly. Um, and so they think there's a little oh. more going on than friendship, if you know what I mean. So the, the continuation of, of Bravo, uh, female, um, celebrities, uh, going lesbianist, um, during their, during their career, there's countless now Kyle's pretty high profile. Obviously she's been part of the franchise since day one. This is, this was big news yesterday. And as Nomi Fry texted me, this is the fall of man. You know, men are, are there, we're being replaced. Um, at least in the Bravo universe. Uh, you just said a lot of words, and I don't know what any of them mean, but it does seem It's not big. for you. It doesn't I like matter. that there is a, a female country artist named Morgan Wade as well as Morgan Wallen. Does she also look a little fast and loose with the N-word? Uh, I don't know, but she looks like it, yes. Wouldn't put it past the hoe. She's she's tat. Well, the best thing is that she has this. <laughs> she's tatted up. You know, this tatted up Morgan is gonna take the role, not the presidency off the. No, I'm, she, I'm wearing it. What are you gonna do about it? No, That's what I thought. Nothing. It, it's really funny though because people are like, look at her watch before she met Kyle, and it's an Apple Watch. <laughs> it's the same picture. Look at her watch after Kyle, and it's the Roly. Um, but I guess Kyle had famously <laughs> Kyle like on. Wait, the what sh- does Kyle do? What is what does he do? It's a it's a woman. Oh, okay. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but actress, you know. So she's like, a housewife, entrepreneuress, etc. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 okay. fair to say. But she's also, um, she's just part. Like he's hot. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, her husband is like the known hottie real estate agent, and he's about to run through every hostess in West Hollywood. He's about to. It's about to be a movie for this motherfucker. What? And this guy's name is what? Mark. Mauricio? Mauricio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mauricio. Right, right, right. He's hot, kind of a gray daddy vibe. And I think he's about to kind of remind Kyle what she's missing. Um, yeah. you know, when she I, when I she did hits. See, I did see Mauricio on on gay Twitter pop ups, you know, saying like finally 
yeah. daddy's open daddy's ready for yeah my hole and stuff like I'm that. i'm sure andy's already put dibs on it but we'll see mm-hmm. yeah good luck i'd like to see you try how long gone pray for Maurizio. uh pray for kyle um and uh we'll be back next week with more podcasts and, and thank you for trevor uh for being such a great guest uh goodbye thank you to everyone bye <laughs> i just want to say <laughs> Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. The real question is, Trevor, yeah, why don't why aren't you in the studio right now? Where's the focus right? Where's the where's the Elvis style microphone? Are you just at home? I saw a microphone behind him. Yeah, I, I have a mic behind me, but I'm I've been having some trouble with it, so I had to order another one. I don't know what's going I I, I have no idea what's going on with it. And we got a four day weekend. <laughs> Fourth of July is fucking up your delivery, probably, isn't it?
I'll get it figured out. <laughs> Gu- guitar center that's, shipping. That's a nice diplomatic diplomatic answer. Guitar center shipping stuff is always so annoying. I get it, bro. It's it's a real pain in the ass. Those guys over there aren't in any rush to get us. Yeah, actually, you know, some of the we got a lot of gearheads who listen. Are you more of a Sweetwater guy? You a guitar center guy? Amazon? Where are you buying your gear at? Sweetwater. Always yeah. Sweetwater. Oh, really? What? Why do you say that? Uh, well, I'll do Guitar Center if it's. I mean, it, it is down the street, so it's really convenient. So usually I'll do it if there's something that's an emergency situation. Mm. But Guitar Center has fucking gone down the tubes. I mean, every single time. Oh, you sounded Canadian there. I liked it. Every single time I'm in there. Uh, I th- I think last time I had to get something that was behind. A uh, glass pane. It was, I think it was a pedal. Okay. Yeah, I want to say it was a guitar pedal. So it was behind one of those glass panes that you're supposed to just slide out. But there was a key that you needed to unlock mm-hmm. it. And the dude couldn't find the key. So then he went to go find the manager. The manager also couldn't find the key. I was there for over an hour <laughs> with them looking for the key. And that wasn't the first time because I that that happened at home. And then I I was in Atlanta maybe two months ago. And almost the same exact thing happened in Atlanta. So at that point, I was like, "Damn, I, I, it, it's ultimate emergency situation." Guitar Center cannot. It's like when you go to Walgreens and you want to buy some Advil, yeah. and like some fucking, you know, TikToker can't find the key to open it up, and you're like, "God damn it, this is bullshit." Yep, yep, that's totally it. That's one hundred percent it. But Sweetwater's so reliable. I mean, they're 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 super reliable. So yeah, that's always my go-to. Make some noise for Sweetwater. Hold on, I don't know anything about Sweetwater. I thought it was a beer. So if you guys could kind of enlighten me <laughs> on what this is, I, this is the it's first. A, it's a it's a low gravity cider, actually. <laughs> it is, yeah, ten percent. Ten percent. Good luck. Hold on to your hat. Yeah. I hope you got a babysitter. So is Sweetwater just like a cool new Guitar Center competitor? That's what I'm taking away from the. It's not new. It's been around forever. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. It's yeah. Um, I don't think they have any physical locations, mm. but it's all. It's to my knowledge, it's all online. And they their reps do care a lot to the point where they'll always check in. They'll they'll actually like. It's it feels weird sometimes, but they'll text you to see <laughs> how the piece of gear is. That's happened to me multiple times. And it doesn't really matter what, you know, like whatever you want to call the status of, of the music that you're doing. Like you could be a local band in, in, you know, Kansas city and they'll do the same thing. So it's interesting. They, they just care a lot. You, you could be Ozzy Osbourne or your ass in Idaho and you're still getting the same <laughs> white glove service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Take my money, Sweetwater. I love yeah, getting baby. a text message from a guy that, <laughs> from guy from you bought some strings from like are you up how's the recording going seems it does seem a little seems a little intrusive dinesh wants to know if your sister-in-law had that kid yet <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly it's a little but i guess that's good customer service at the end of the day because customer service as you've stated is it's a dying art so the fact that they're doing this is the reason they're seeing such a rise and maybe they're gonna one day dominate over guitar center for sure well and i even bought a keyboard a, a little while back and i had used the i i took it out of the box I, I used it for like i don't know two or three weeks and it wasn't working out and if, i mean this thing was fucking huge and i contacted sweetwater and asked if i could send it back and they gave me a full refund even without the box so i just took it into no a, box full refund no yeah yeah bro so pretty impressive sweetwater touch brother sweetwater is different damn that's crazy all right you can tell the truth 
on how long gone you used the keyboard you got the part you needed recorded and then you sent it back to <laughs> that's, that's what you did right? like, no <laughs> no really the main thing was i had this don't old, play me like that bro don't play I, me like I that. had this old i had this old uh this old nor that wasn't working at the time because some of the keys were fucked up and then it started working mm. and that's been my baby for years you said a nord it's funny that you said nord we had a hot debate on on one of our last episodes about the nord what was the debate? Are you familiar with the the Nord versus Rhodes battle? Who? What's obviously you're a a Nordic soldier. It sounds like, right? I am definitely. Okay. I mean, it's been my it's been my baby this whole time. State your claim. That's my claim. Or I'll, or I'll kill you. That's my claim. <laughs> so what was the argument? What was the argument? No, well, people, he was talking about, we had this, uh, a musician, John Carroll Kirby, who's like a synth kind of studio keyboard guy. He's got a solo record out. It's, it's groovy. Oh, yeah, he's great. Okay, so you're familiar? Yeah. Okay, sick. So he was talking about how there's sort of a little battle between the two camps of the Rhodes world. And they, they say, like, the, the Nord doesn't have the mechanical real feel, mm -hmm. you know, like a vinyl DJ versus playing with a laptop, like, oh, it's some false bullshit. The Nord is cheating kind of thing. And, and you're kind of like, yeah, Nord, Nord is sick. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I've never used the Nord in the studio, but it's been fine for live. It's consistent. That's the thing, because I was playing a Rhodes for a while live, and it wasn't, maybe it was just the state of my Rhodes, but it wasn't consistent. Hey. Show me a Rhodes that's not in bad condition. You know what I mean, brother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you probably can't trust one that is in good condition. Yeah, that, that, that hasn't yeah. been played hard enough. Like, what's the this catch? This shit isn't broken in. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a nice pair of shoes. It's like one of those self-driving cars. Sooner or later, that crosswalk's going to get violated. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Wait, you like that a little too much, Youth Lagoon. Come on. What's going on over there? Trevor, where are you? Right? Are you coming to us? Where do you live? Do you live in LA? Or do you live in? Or do you live in the motherland? No, I yeah, I live in Idaho. I live in Idaho. So I, I'm just calling. I'm just calling in from my house. First time listener, big time caller. Okay, well, you you mentioned that you live close to a guitar center, so you're not too far out into the wilderness because your Zoom background screen. You know, it kind of has a Unabomber-esque uh, <laughs> acreage going on in that image. No offense. It looks beautiful and serene. Hella acreage. I mean, you're not giving militia, but it's not off the table. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but uh, all that is to say, when you walk into your I'll local... Take it. when you You're like, actually, thank you very much. This is the nicest thing I've ever said. That's very kind. Very kind of you. <laughs> very kind to you as well, sire. So, so when you are going to your local guitar center in wherever the fuck idaho that you're at are you are you like a god they're like oh look who it is not i mean no i don't think so i i basically just i don't spend much time in guitar centers i just right, go right, in and right. go out so i have no idea what anyone's thinking okay and i don't really care <laughs> <laughs> okay so i was hoping that you were gonna say no they actually bully me at guitar center yeah, like buy a stratocaster pussy what are you doing with another keyboard that's what i was quit making that grimes music <laughs> yeah that's what i was hoping for so idaho is that's where you're from though correct yeah yeah it's been home since i was a little kid i, I was born in san diego but i've lived in boise since i was this is this about is about two or three i don't think i've ever met anyone from idaho so if you could kind of make the case for it that'd be great for us i mean that's a testament to how stupid san diego is you're like you know what i'm gonna give idaho a shot i mean you were three at the time so you didn't really know that much about how the world works but that's three the waves are tasty but everything else sucks man it's kind of a military state down there Not a big frisbee guy i get it okay yeah so so walk us through idaho scene report 
there's there's so many dimensions to it so it really comes down to where in idaho you are but that's one thing i love about boise and that's so inspiring is you could be in one part of boise that is in you know essentially it's right on the cusp of the mountains. Yeah. so the mount the mountains are they they're pretty much in your backyard about 20 20 30 minute drive depending on where you're at and then mm. you can be in these areas that it feels like I guess the spirit of it can feel very Midwest. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot to it. And I, for years, there was that mentality of wanting to run from home because it felt so comfortable and it felt like it's what you know. So it feels boring and feels mundane. But as soon as I started traveling so much with music, the definition of home changed dramatically. And then you start appreciating you you start appreciating some of that sanity and some of the known because there's so much in life that is unknown. Yeah. No, that makes sense. No, but, but also when you were a youngster, were you just like, I got to get out of here because Idaho is, is void of the culture that I'm into? Like, were you, yeah, that you know, was... re- reading books and magazines and looking at stuff on the internet and you're like, oh my God, I need to go to a big city. That was totally it. And then when I started spending, because I, I spent so much time in New York and LA and and so many places, because I, I do travel, I get out constantly. It was the act of not getting out that was starting to drive me insane. So when I started Church. leaving and then coming back home, like I said, it gave me a different appreciation for it. And beyond that, it also, it showed me how much how much life really is happening on my street. And, and, it, and it gets a little annoying when you're in places like, especially Brooklyn has this mentality that I've encountered a lot where people assume that everyone wants to live, live in those places when that's, it's so not the case. Cause mm. to me, I like dipping my toe in that water, but <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live there either. <laughs> my, but my whole, my whole process really revolves around, um, I have a great community of people here and and it's very tight knit but also artistically i kind of like being on an island and i and i don't like being saturated by what other people are doing Mm -hmm. i like tuning into my i have my own little means of inspirations like like movies and and my own just my own wormhole shit that i go down but I, i i like there not being an active uh, there's there's a music scene, but it seems like it's it's way more disjointed in a place like this, just because it's so much smaller. No, totally. Yeah, no, I've I've heard people in your position say similar things. Like, I don't want to be overly influenced by what's going on. Yeah, and it's tough because we have so much access to it. You know, now it's very easy. Yeah, but living in fucking Williamsburg will ruin you in many ways. So you avoiding. <laughs> You avoiding that has done wonders. You did for, good. W- done wonders for your career and your mental state. I'm sure. Oh, big time! Yeah, because it, <laughs> it's it's easy to be. It's so much easy easier, I would say, to be inspired. At least for my personality type, where I I have the option to have, like I said, these close knit communities, but also you can be as reclusive as you want. Yeah. In a place like Brooklyn, you definitely can, but it's not. Even even down to noise pollution, LA LA is the same way. And I fucking love these places, so I'm not I'm not dogging it. But mm-hmm. I like dog away, brother. I like having the the nothingness when I want it. Yeah, no, I I, mm. I talk to I say this to Jason all the time. Sometimes because I'm from Atlanta, not that it's so sounds like oxycotton to me. <laughs> so small, but like I just feel like I need to. Sometimes I'm I'm you know desperate to touch some grass as well. And then after a couple of days, I got to get back to the big city, but I'm also not making anything. I just need to do it for like, to feel like 
uh, nostalgia a little bit, I think is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, he has to go eat that shitty burrito from the place where he grew up going to, even though it's just a thing that you got to do, you know? You have to. Yeah, it's a part of, it's, it's a part of, do your parents still live there? Like, do you see your family all the time and shit? Yeah, my family lives about 10 minutes away, 10 minute drive, 50, maybe 15 minutes. So every, everyone's really close. And if I, if I didn't have as many, you know, I, there's certain coffee shops and places that I'm used to going on, on almost a daily basis that when it comes down to my process with working on music, there's so much of it that happens de- demo wise where I'm by myself, but with things like lyrics, when I can actually get out of the house and I can go hang out with people and be in these areas that, that they're, um, there's a comfort to it. It's yeah. It's just see a barista. You can write a song about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just that it's, <laughs> Is that blend between? It almost feels it almost feels like Cheers or something because there's there's people that you've known for sometimes twenty years. Some sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's a terrible thing. But I, but I do think it's interesting. <laughs> Depending on how many teeth they still have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them not many. Some of them not many, dude. Uh, some, hey Hollywood. You see some shit out there in Idaho. No, I mean I think that makes total sense. I also think obviously your dollar goes a little further there too. You know that lands a little uh, cheaper. So there's there's a lot of benefits. Are you blowing a bag at REI? What's going on? Hey, we say it again. Where do you spend money in Idaho, though, or do you not? Well, it depends on what your priorities are. So, I mean, we do have the internet. He <laughs> said we do. He said we do have the internet. Okay, I'm talking so about, um, you know, more thinking globally but spending locally. You know what I mean? Yeah, for me, there's things that are priorities. They, I mean, vacations would rank really high up there, so mm. I can actually get out and I don't know see other shit. Because if I stay here for too long, sometimes even stay here for for two months at a time then it's it's too much where are you going where are you going on holiday you going to the bahamas are you going to like you know antwerp sandals oh man all over uh japan is one of my favorite places to travel Mm. um spent a lot of time in japan spent a lot of time in greece all all throughout the u.s of course uh like atlanta atlanta is one of those places that i have one of my best friends lives in atlanta so i've i've spent months at a time in atlanta Mm. with boise being so it is much more expensive than it used to be but in comparison to some of these other places it is nice to be able to hoard some money to where vacationing isn't as uh it's just a lot more doable when okay when you well first of all it sounds like you live a more bi-coastal life than most people that we talk to on this podcast yeah yeah big time uh while living in idaho which is making me angry and excited at the same time but uh but but secondly uh, somebody like you who you know has a job but it is not really a job and you can do whatever you want whenever you want sort of when you go on vacation are you actually not working or is a vacation to you like a little bit of this we're gonna go surfing today and then just get in the studio kind of thing or are you really full vacation mode usually it depends on the trip it'll either be very rarely do i blend the two so it'll either be 100 business or 100 mm, leisure it's healthy wow. i don't i don't like the confusion of having going somewhere and doing doing one day in the studio and then doing having and then having to turn off that part of my brain and turn on the other part i like the compartmentalization of i'm doing this thing for x amount of time mm. or i can completely fucking check out and not worry about anything damn i'm impressed i didn't mm. know people could do that anymore it's taking practice <laughs> 
Yeah. Can you show us how to do that? What did you, what happened to you that you were able to figure this out? Or is it, this always innately inside of you? Uh, maybe, maybe you did a sound bath one day and you figured it out. I would say most of it comes down to meditation. Oh, okay. Once I got into meditation, it, it completely changed. It rewired everything. Chris said, I'm out. No, okay. Let's hear, let's hear about your practice. What, how long are we doing? How many times a day? At least one hour a day. Uh, at least at least once a day so sometimes sometimes i'll do it in the morning and at night and if i'm only doing it once a day i'll do it at night Mm. but it really comes down to emptying myself all all of these you have so much so many pent-up emotions and things that have happened just bullshit that goes on throughout the day Mm. and finding a way to get get out quiet your mind enough to where you can empty yourself so that you can be filled up with peace and the more that 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 bucket keeps getting Filled, the more it changes your, it, it just rewires your priorities and it re- rewires the, my eyes, I, I have such a overactive mind and I, I never knew it was possible to control the dials of, of self talk and beyond that, how positive or negative self talk is mm. until I got into meditation. Damn. Wow. I mean, I usually just empty myself in the shower lately, but, uh, <laughs> What are, are we doing? Transcendental meditation, or is this your own? Have, is it your own personal style that you've created? It's my own thing. I have no idea what it would be. Sometimes I listen to music, and sometimes I don't. But yeah, it's just this act of what? Of, what position uh, is your body in, if you don't mind me asking? Sure, Jason. Jason. Sometimes Jason. sitting up, and sometimes laying down. Okay. Sometimes standing up. Not standing or up. Sitting. Sitting up. Sitting up. You said. Yeah, sitting up or laying down. Yeah, I used to do my what I I don't I don't really do it. Uh, in the traditional sense anymore, but I do a lot of you know similar meditative things every day. But I used to every every time I would get out of the shower, I would lay on the floor, but with my my legs like at a ninety degree angle up on the bed, full nude, and then I would just like fall asleep for like twenty minutes, and then I felt fully recharged and meditated. So what made you stop it? Did somebody walk in on you and have to see that sight and that kind of scarred you? Or is- <laughs> yeah. honestly, I, I would say probably moving in with my uh, with my partner. Like it was a kind of thing where, like, if you live alone, it's a pretty cool thing to do. Um, <laughs> but now, I, now I don't have the time. Did it start making you feel silly? Is that what it was? It made you like it made, made you feel a, stupid. Just the simple act of me saying like, "Hey, I'm going to meditate for the next twenty minutes, babe." I, I was like, I'm not, I'm done. I'm out. You know what I mean? Just having to say say those words for some reason. That's Maybe, so weird. I wonder why. Why Why do you think that is? Well, it's a good question. I feel like, I don't know. I like, I like a shorthand. I don't like having to explain the things that I'm doing to other people sometimes. Uh, well, because I think if, yeah, I think if you're like, hey, I'm going to meditate, then it's like, why are you doing that? And then you have to answer some questions maybe that you don't feel like answering. No, that, I'm not worried about that part. I'm not, it, I live in a safe space. Mm. But it, it's, it's a more of a, it's a me thing only. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Chris, do you meditate? Chris does not meditate. Chris, I'm a freak, bro. Uh, no, I don't, I don't do anything like that. I can't really, which means I need it more than anyone, which I do recognize. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not able to kind of... Um, for for most for mostly better but sometimes worse i can't really shut down or turn off that's not my mm-hmm. kind of mode see but that's exactly how i felt too i felt that forever but i will say that my my whole thing go on brother trevor go <laughs> on <laughs> preach brother please, trevor please tell chris what you did my my whole process really did involve i, w- I 
if if things in my life would have stayed fine health-wise because i ended up going through a lot of health shit yeah then i don't think i ever would have jumped off that cliff i, I had to be pushed mm-hmm. but once i was pushed then it would it okay so, so you're saying because you had to slow down because i read about this your voice got all fucked up from some, yep, from yep, some yep. like meds so you were like i can't really do what i normally do so you had to reevaluate your entire routine no matter what i had to change everything yeah because no one could help no one knew what was going on and so that that's what I mean by being pushed off the cliff. It was that yeah. for the first time in my life, actually getting to know who, who I am as a, as a spirit or a soul, not what was projected onto, mm. onto me, you know, cause you have all these, you have all these basically recorded versions of yourself and your subconscious throughout your entire life. And to, to try to, um, to sit with that, it's impossible to it's impossible to really progress as a person I found unless you're you do something that's a firm line in the sand to slow down. Mm. And I had the same personality where I would have never chosen that ever. Sure. Because I was always like, my 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 mind won't fucking turn off. It's saying all you're things. a bag chaser at the end of the day. You're a bag chaser. Yeah. Just like me. I get it. Yeah, so you, so basically, <laughs> you, you kind of had to look the devil in the eyes when you didn't have a choice and yep. And just let go. Yep. I mean, Singing is obviously your livelihood, so being told you can't do it, or not even told, like physically not being able to do it, and then these guys telling you, like, bro, I just don't know, man. Let's run some more tests. I mean, that would make me insane. So you have to figure out a way to kind of deal with it. Yeah, and then be beyond even the voice stuff, it was this domino effect of it started it started affecting my eyesight. It started affecting all these. Cause you think about your digestive system, it, there's a domino effect with everything. Shit. And every single, even neurological shit, all of this stuff, it started connecting. And so, yeah, you start losing all this stuff, especially being someone like myself, where I've been a control freak my whole life. You, you start realizing how much of that is in a sense out of your control, but in another way, it's totally in your control when mm. you can, when you can, find a way to to reach down deep and and uh yeah just find some solitude that's really scary so what do (laughs) what do you guys what do you guys do to to turn off your brain or do you not do you just let it keep running how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help jason better help you know the summer travel season is coming up luckily my better help therapist also fancies themselves bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me and uh Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash how long. Nice. 
Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods, and you did. <laughs> Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. I don't. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I guess exercise is probably the closest thing I have. Um, yeah. Because I'm so, I don't get, I don't, I'm sober, so I don't use drugs to escape like Jason. Um, <laughs> but I am um, jealous of all those who still can. Uh, so I, I probably need to deal with that too. Jason, how often do you, are you getting, do you, when, when you're using, like, are you getting fucked up or is it more of just a self-medication thing? Um, more of a self, like, for example, today I, I, I took a 10 milligram THC gummy and I did Pilates. Uh -huh. And when, when I do that, you have a, it in, increases your mind and body connection and the, you know, I'm thinking about anything but my life or whatever is going on or i forgot to email that guy back yeah or, you know the whirlwind of stress that you and you're just like i you, you you there's no clocks there's no phone there's no you know there's no time to get a sip of water and that you you really kind of submit turn the turn the whole brain off so it's really the same goal it's just quieting quieting everything yeah yeah just time like you know it's it's a virgo thing as well half joking but you know to you know i sometimes i just need to unplug and just sit quietly in a room with just nothing going on yeah where you can just feel like you know what i mean yeah for sure the closest thing i do is sit outside and stare i, I kind of take a break in the afternoon where i go outside yeah. and kind of just sit on a bench and and watch life pass me by and I, I'm able, I mean, I'm looking at my phone occasionally, but I, I'm pretty close. That's as zenned out as I'm going to get probably. Um, because even when I'm exercising or running or whatever, I'm usually, I mean, there's, there's points where I'm able to kind of zone out, but I would say a lot of it, I'm not able to. Yeah. But it sounds like that's kind of also the same thing. It, that's what, that's one thing I've found totally. is that everyone is, you're seeking, or at least most people you're seeking a similar headspace to just avoid the noise and people go about it a different way yeah no no totally that's all we're all chasing to an extent how long have you been sober chris uh like seven years oh, okay was that hard uh i mean yeah of course it was hard but it wasn't like i mean from what i've heard from other people you know i mean i i it was oxycontin and i kind of weaned myself off and did it the way that i thought was best but um, yeah, I didn't like. That's I mean, a vicious I, I, one. I mean, I OD'd. I was in the hospital and stuff, but it wasn't like. Um, I've yeah. just heard you hear so much worse that you're always like, "Well, my shit ain't that serious." You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's one of those things. But I think that like that is not. Um, I don't. 
I don't know if I was, I don't know during that phase though, if I was escaping in a positive way, I think that was more of a, more of a negative escape. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, cause it gets to a point where it's like, Oh, this is like, like you can't escape all the time, chief. Mm -hmm. You have to live some life. It's not, um, you know, you can't run all the time. Uh, -huh. uh but I think that that, I mean, I don't, I don't really miss it. I was joking a little bit, but I, I do think that like, the idea of being able to relax is uh, a little bit foreign. And I know that at least weed, uh, that's like the best use of it, really. Well, in Oxy is fucking is so intense. That's one in Idaho that drug culture, first and foremost, is if especially if someone doesn't have a direction for their life, Idaho can be such a comfortable place that you end up. Yeah. I mean, you'll you see so much shit. I mean, even I have some next door neighbors she is probably maybe 55 or so, maybe late fifties, but she inherited the house. Her and her husband got divorced. Her husband had the house. He gave it to her son. Her son felt bad for his mom because mm. she's a meth addict. So he gave mm. his mom the house. Don't do that. But now she has, she'll have all these drugs. She she's got drug buddies that stay in the backyard and they set up these tents. They'll burn trash because they won't mm. pay for recycling. What? <laughs> what? My windows have really bad. My windows have really bad insulation. And so what happens is that the trash smoke gets inside the house, and it's and it's such a shit show. So a lot of the lyrics, like oh I like on Jesus uh, Christ on the album, it smells like burning plastic in the house. <laughs> Wait, so, sorry. Go start over again, Trevor. Sorry. <laughs> it's constantly dealing with that that realm of it's a different world to say the least, but then it's also when they're, when they're burning trash and they're doing all, you know, she'll also mow the lawn at, at 3am because in her mind, it makes sense. Like that's when you would mow the lawn. So I've had to go out there and talk to her, ask her to stop. And then we'll get into these weird conversations about, she works at Subway. So then she talks to me about mm. Subway sandwiches and <laughs> it's this whole, it, it, it's such a, this there's, Constant well of inspiration, really, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, wow, yeah. I think I'm being broken hearted for this person. That's that's. I mean, so you have to deal like it's your neighbor, so you have to deal with this. There's no like avoiding it. Like it, I feel like this could almost be daily. It, you have to deal with some bullshit. Yeah, and it depends on who is living with her because she had there was one boyfriend of hers who he had tried to stab her. It sounds so, like something directly out of a great American novel or something because he tried to stab <laughs> her. The police came. The police have come to the house. I've lived in this house for about three and a half years. And the police have been to that house at least 12 or 13 times since I moved in three years ago. Mm. For sure. And the so the boy, the boyfriend, she had locked him out because she at one point. On account of the stabbing. Yeah, well, he, he tried. He broke in and tried to stab her. So she called the police. Okay. The police Look found fair. him hiding in my bushes. So it's just shit. It's shit like that. So you see all that being said, you just see where there's so many different types of characters that I'm surrounded by. And drugs are such a huge, it's such a huge part of, of life in general for so many people, but especially there's like a small town, a unique aura around small town drugs that is, yeah. It's its own beast. Oh, I would I would agree with you completely. Do you well? What drugs are you doing? Or are you not doing any? I'm for the most. I wouldn't say I'm sober. I drink. I'll I smoke weed sometimes, very rarely. Maybe I'm, I might smoke weed once a year, if that. So it's very rare. 
But for the most part, I'll, I just drink sometimes. But even that, even like I think the last time I drank was maybe three months ago. I had a drink. So for the most part, wow. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't use the word sober on myself because I, I do partake once in a while, but it, it's more of a special event thing. Yeah. You sound like you have a pretty good handle on it. Damn. Yeah. I just don't, I, I know where I'm going in life and I know what I want to do and, and, and what I want to say. And so I know, I also know that there's certain things that might get in the way of that. And I'm, I'm just not interested. Bro, <laughs> I got to say. Good for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you make it look, you make it look so easy. I was about to say, I wish I would have <laughs> known that shit about 10 years ago. Cause I, 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 I got, I let a lot of shit get in the way. I let a lot of stuff get in the way. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. Did you, but did you party when you were, I mean, cause you've been, you, you were, successful pretty young so i imagine you kind of had to learn this the hard way or no yes for sure so 20 i i got signed to fat possum and started youth lagoon when i was 21 or 22 and so from early 20s to probably 28 or so lots of drinking to the point where it was never a problem it was never a faucet i couldn't turn off Mm. but it also became this thing that I, ju- I just didn't I didn't like myself as much when I was drunk compared to when I was sober. And, sure. and that was more of that realization of why am I doing this thing when there's a better version of myself that I could mm-hmm. I could have. It's fully it's fully achievable. But a lot of that stuff just comes comes down to, I mean, growing up, you think about how you are when you're when you're early 20s and you you think you have shit figured out and you have nothing figured out. And every every three or four years you you realize that you're you know becoming this other version of yourself and that the decisions that you make today dramatically affect who you are as a person tomorrow <sighs> and it keeps stack it just keeps stacking up oh, i need a drink i wasn't ready to have my third eye busted open today i don't know about <laughs> you i don't know about you jason but i wasn't ready i was not ready. no i i guess i kind of <laughs> was ready what did you out of curiosity i'm so i'm, I'm really interested in this what did you guys when when uh you set this up what did you expect it to be like oh i didn't expect we, we try not to expect much that's kind of our whole approach uh-huh. you know is like let's just see what happens i mean i assumed i mean i listened to the record i've seen the press about the record i've been familiar obviously like with the music for since the inception i, I would say yeah we don't really uh the only thing that we usually expect or at least attempt to do is talk about anything but whatever it is that you're promoting you know what i mean and just have a have a regular totally. have a regular I love that. that's why i was so <laughs> that's why i was so excited about this whole thing is because it gets so it just gets so boring <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's really fucking boring well you sound like the type of person who also doesn't want to just kind of have those media trained answers and you're like oh that's a really good question and and then you kind of turn your brain off and like actually this happened and whoa that was so crazy about when you lost your voice, tell me about that. And then it just becomes work and you're like, okay, I'm just, yeah, the voice, I'm, I'm selling some, some commercials for you. This is awesome. The voice thing is what really got out of control. Cause then everyone started trying to paint it as the record is about that thing, mm-hmm. which it's so not, it woke me up and it, and it taught me a lot of stuff about myself, but the album has nothing to do with that, but that's what gets, it gets exhausting about that whole, the narrative cycle of things. I understand why it's interesting to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's also, when you talk about it at length, you could Google it and read every bit of information <laughs> out there right. and it already exists. So why the fuck, you know, would I talk about it? That's now? what we say. I mean, that's what we say all the time. It's like, I, I know this, I already know 
this story because I've seen it six times before you come talk to us. So mm -hmm. I don't need to, mm -hmm. I have no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> I'm all good. Yeah, that's totally it. I think, I think the only question I had was what, what pills, what pill was it or what medication was <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. It was omeprazole. Which is what? What is that? Which is Prilosec. Really? I was like, Aperol? Which is, it's, it's also interesting because no one, dude, no one has asked me that question, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Isn't that fucking insane? No one, not a That single, is weird. To my knowledge, not a single journalist <laughs> has asked what pill it was. Okay, so so this this is for um for like heartburn, indigestion, things like that? Yeah, but but the doctor gave it to me not for that. So so what had happened, and then I end up talking about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give it. I'll give a version of it that, that so, I haven't talked okay, about. Okay, so you snort. You snorted the Prilosec, and the doctor was like, "That was." <laughs> I snorted it. Yeah. So I had this. I had this light um, stomach pain. So the do a doctor was like, "What you probably have is an ulcer," even though I had only had this pain for a couple of days, and it would have gone away on its own. Mm. So he gave Shit. me the Prilosec, which obviously it's fucking Prilosec, and so no one would ever think anything of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what ended up doing it. So. I, it wasn't like I had taken Prilosec because I had heartburn or I had, there was no need for me to take this. Doctor's orders. Yeah. And it completely, it it's weird though, because it as devastating as it was on my body, it was revolutionary and so necessary for my spirit. So I, it, it, if I would, if I could go back and hit a button and have it not happen, I would never hit that button because everything does it. One thing leads to another, leads to another. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's fucking, I just can't. Well, that doesn't mean you can't sue the motherfucker that prescribed it to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he took, there was no, there was no responsibility. He acted like it was all this other stuff. And yeah, it was, it was the only thing in my life that changed was the fucking Prilosec. Damn. Well, I mean, you have a great attitude and I've, I've experienced bodily injuries where, you're like, wow, this was terrible. It really fucked my life up, but I needed, you know, yeah. the big man upstairs needed to pump the brakes for me because I wasn't going to do it myself kind of thing. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest way that that's taken shape for you? Um, it, it probably it really helped me out, um, like delegating stuff to other people and not feeling like I have to do everything myself. Mm -hmm. And then when you're put into a situation where you're forced to not be able to do anything yourself. Um, and you just, you know, you have to like, you know, like you, you, you cannot sing anymore. So you have to stop singing, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, where you, it finally just stops and you're like, okay, can you help me with, can you give me a ride to get groceries or something like that? You know, little things like that. Yeah. Where you have to ask your friends for help or your family for help. Yep. Yep. Made it a lot easier. I mean, I feel like Jason, I mean, I feel like I, I, I mean, I remember when you broke your ankle and you were like immobile. And I feel like everybody was like happy that you, you'd built up a lot of goodwill. Yeah. You know, like you're the kind of person that, that people are happy to help, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I, I think I could be on my deathbed and people would be like, get your own water. Uh, that's personally, that's kind of where I'm at. But I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Let's hope. Um, but I do think that the, I think that like uh, you're, Jason's a very dependable guy. So I think that there's like a kind of repayment that would go on from people without even thinking twice. If there was a, you know, Chris, Chris, would you say that, would you say that you're not dependable? Oh, I'm very dependable. I'm more dependable than Jason. He's a bum compared to me, it's True, but he's dependable. But then why do you think that people wouldn't bring you a glass of water if you needed one? Well, my mom would probably, uh, no, because, um, well, I just don't have a, I don't think people are very sympathetic to my plight. 
I'm, I'm not a guy who, uh, who is, that's not what people think, you know, and that's fine. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm partly joking. The doctors, the doctors say he's a, he's an asshole. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this dickhead over in room 10, like fuck this guy. He, he's not eating tonight. No, but I think that the, yeah, I think that the, uh, asking others to do things for you is a, a challenge for me too, for sure. I would rather just do it myself, partly because I want it done right. Yeah. Partly because I think I can do it better. But then other times, like even with this, even with our show, like, I have no kind of, I have no, um, technical capabilities. Mm -hmm. So like Jason, because of his background in music is very well versed in editing and that whole thing. So like, I, that is, <clears throat> there's no way for me to participate in that, mm -hmm. you know? And so there's, there's a level of like, well, I trust Jason because he's my partner in, in this business and the show. So he can do whatever he wants. I'm not going to kind of I'm not going to sniff his ass every 20 minutes to see if it's getting done mm -hmm. or if it's being done up to my standard. I trust that Jason is always going to do a good job because Jason cares about the result. Yeah, but that's as good as it gets, though, when you start working with people that you trust, because then it, you, that's can true. Give no, yourself, agreed, agreed. you can give yourself you can not only fill in the gaps with all the stuff that you know that you're bad at because, you you know, it's like you you start realizing these are my gifts and these are my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And then when you start filling in the weaknesses as long as it is people that you trust, then you give yourself responsibility to relax. And I, and I think that that can totally like, you see it in art all the time where people obsess over doing everything themselves. When, if they just were a little more strategic delegating duties to people that might do X, Y, Z better than they do, yeah. not only would the end result be better and more finely tuned, but I think that, um, there's something to be said of handing off the baton. So it's not just one person touching it. That makes, that makes something more interesting or more, uh, multi. Yeah. But in, uh, a narcissistic opinion would be, but there's something to be said about saying, I did this all by myself. Suck my dick from the back. Motherfucker. I didn't have, I <laughs> yes. didn't have anyone. That's another way. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point, good point. No, but I think that I, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Jason, you're right, buddy. I'm wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> Which I'm saying that's that's something that somebody would incorrectly say. You know, that, that's an unhealthy way to look at things. It's very unhealthy. And it's also just straight up. I, I think people have that fear, too, of if they involve more people, then they're going to get less credit. When if the end result ends up being something that is stunning or undeniable, everyone involved gets credit and it doesn't affect it should not affect your ego. No, no you know? totally. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I think that the, the, the struggle and kind of fight for credit is one of the biggest ills in our society mm -hmm. to some extent. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just think it's, I think it's like, if also my attitude is always like, if it's that good, people are going to know who did it. You don't have to scream it from the mountain. Totally. Like totally. if you know what I mean, if, if you really put, people are going to ask yeah, if you who, who directed that film. Wowie. If you really yeah. put your foot in it, you know, and you really, and you really have a point of view, I think people will know that. And the people, especially the people who matter will uh -huh. know that. And like, that should be, en that should be enough, of course. But I think that like, we're in a kind of, uh, liked based society now, so it's a little, it's different. Well, it's since just, since we don't get paid f in money for things anymore, credit <laughs> yeah. is kind of all we're calling yeah. for at this point, right? Yeah, like, can I part. get a reservation at this table without calling ahead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, but it is. It's like you see it all the time, and that's it's. I mean, there's many reasons that we've arrived here, but I think that it's. Uh, I don't. I, I just don't think that's as important as people think it is. You're right. The end result is more important than who's getting credit for it. Yeah. Easier said than done, y'all. But I, but also, there's 
with with end results too sometimes it's sometimes even if you make something that it could stand on its own two feet and then it multi-dimensional and and undeniable all this stuff sometimes it doesn't even hit right away that's what's really fascinating is is people can do something that might be ignored sometimes even up until the point that they die and then suddenly people give a shit you know it's you it's it's oftentimes right uh just a few moments right after they die yeah, yeah exactly i say all the time the best thing you can do for your career is die that's <laughs> the number one thing you can do that's so true. you go you die you if you die especially a little bit young i'm not saying 27 club but you know like if you kick if you kick the bucket a little early, all all the records are are genius. You were a genius. You were ahead of great for your career. Yeah, so good for your career. <laughs> great, great, great for your those those Spotify checks get big. Yeah, somebody's getting them. Somebody's getting yeah. Them. The the Youth Lagoon Estate will be. <laughs> it is so it is so sad though how someone could be. I've yeah, seen exactly. it happen so many times where no one even gives a shit about someone and then they die and then suddenly everyone acts like they were. They were listening to whatever they were making or watching whatever they were making. Oh yeah, they're they're posting DMs where they said, "Hey man, I like your music," and they fucking gave it a heart. And then, yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're posting that shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, people people need. You know, unfortunately, we're in a, a society where most of the activities that you do every day, instead of foraging for f- food or hunting and gathering, you're trying to figure out what you're going to create content about today and if somebody dies that you knew then you're you just it just made your life's work a little bit easier that day i love that alex so much that's so, <laughs> that's so great uh, how is it how is it in the in the podcasting world in terms of of uh competition because it's so it's it's like all media now it's so oversaturated and obviously you guys are fucking killing it but how how often does the competitive mindset enter into play or does it at all? I mean, I, I'm probably more competitive than Jason. Would that be fair, Jason? Yeah, I would say so. I'm competitive, but Chris is is debilitatingly competitive. No, mm. I, don't, I mean, I just I, it's not like I don't I love to see other people succeed. It's not even like that. I just want to succeed more than that. As long as they're not in the same category as us on Apple and iTunes. Yeah, I mean, I also I also think I don't look at numbers of any kind like on on I don't look at podcasts. I don't read the He's comments. A vibes guy. I'm vibes guy only. Mm-hmm. Um and that's uh, that's always worked for me, but I also think podcasting is like a funny I mean, it's so big now that it's like it's huge. we we joke about this all. I mean, celebrities are coming for it, you know. I find I'm I find myself being very competitive in the podcasting world just because it it is a system that you know it, it kind of reminds you of back in the old days when you'd look in Rolling Stone and every week it would list here's all the uh, the top albums and you would see it. Yeah. And now like you kind of have to dig around if you really want that info. Mm-hmm. Like if you work in the biz, you're going to see it, and like the people that do your PR and your management, they're reading it, but like. The average person doesn't really know about movie charts, TV charts, ratings. They're just like, did it do good or bad? That's it. But with podcasting, it's you're constantly ranked. You're, there's like you're always in a position of like, oh, we're number thirty-seven today out of this category. So you you do see it a lot more. But you also compare yourself to other shows that are much bigger than yours and you think are so much worse than yours and that, that can be that's like the frustrating part about the, the competitiveness when i'm sure this happens to you in music all the time where you're like this motherfucker is selling out arenas and i'm not i actually don't think like that at all yeah well, of I, course you don't because you're perfect but you know many others do 
I'm just kidding. Harry Styles, Harry Styles is fine, I guess. I mean, I could fit into those fucking clothes too, but nobody's calling me. <laughs> I, I think that the, I think podcasting, yeah, I do think it's like your record comes out, you know, and the first week is what really matters for, for the most part, you know, like back in the day, especially that's what really mattered. Every week is first week when you're a podcaster. Yeah, every week is first week when you're a podcaster. But I How also think stressful that the, is that that's got to be so stressful, right? Oh, no, I don't care. I don't. I, I think that no, we, no, we no. do so much of this that that part kind of falls off. Like, you know, I don't think about it like that. That's kind of the truth of it when Jason says it, yeah. obviously. But that's not how you no, think about we, it. We, we don't. Yeah, we don't check the charts or anything like that. We just kind of keep our head down and keep cranking out the episodes. And Well, you know, and, and some industries are like that, too, where it's more of a patchwork quilt. It's not necessarily what you're doing today or this week. But over time, when it all starts clicking together and there's an identity that forms... Like television's Frasier. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Great show. You get it. You want to build the world around you too. You want to have like great guests. It feels, it feel, it feeling good is more important to me than like looking at iTunes. Yeah. Like it feeling good and like feeling good about what we're doing is more important, which I'm sure is similar. I mean, obviously you don't want to play to an empty room, but if you think you're doing what's good, then it, you know, it's going to catch up. 100%. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And and also like this like this episode for example, Chris and I are going to get dozens of DMs from people saying, "Wow, this episode was really cool and different and I liked how the guest was sort of getting a little, you know, therapy mode with you guys and I heard a new side from you and I thought that was really awesome and cool. I'm going to go check out their album i heard of them but now i'm really gonna listen to them and those are the things where you're like okay that was really cool and that was awesome versus just like yeah we got another mcdonald's ad y'all yeah i mean i mean it's a, <laughs> look it, don't get me it's a for-profit business don't don't get me wrong but i also think that like the reality is we'd probably be doing this for free if 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 that was available to us because we truly like doing it for sure and as long as you feel like that well and you can tell too with just the just the way it comes across and that's also it, it's also interesting too when the the for-profit thing it ends up paying off when people are their most authentic self mm. like um the dude uh what's his name oh bj novak yeah from from the office and he's done all you know he's so much shit but he i was listening to a podcast that he was on and he brought up a good point because he said that ironically as much as he's hustled his entire acting career writing career all of this stuff for you know not only work that he cares about but but um the money attached to it he said the thing that has paid the most money ever times 10 was the thing that he did completely out of purity, which was that children's book. He wrote a children's book, yeah, yeah. which he did just for fun, just because he, he felt like fucking writing a children's book. And then that's the thing that paid so much more money. That's funny. It's, it's weird you said that. I, I literally was at his house last night looking at um, his children's... Well, it's funny because there's like memorabilia from you know TV shows and awards and stuff like that. But then there's that book... But it, there was a, a thick stack of them in all the different foreign languages that it had been printed in because it was, you know, such a cool and successful so book. Successful. <laughs> yes. I really hope you're being serious. No, he is. Yeah. Yes, that's so great. 
Wow, Dead the serious. timing of that then is incredible. I know, right? Because I do see that he that I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but I do see him kind of every once in a while, he'll he'll post something about it and I'll be like, damn, this book has been on the New York Times bestseller list for you know a year. Dude, something it's really staggering. Huge. Like something really staggering. It's so it's so big. It's so once big. you heard that, did you start like whipping up a couple kind of maybe the children's album? What's you know, something <laughs> yeah, like that's that? That's next on the docket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving money on the table, bro. I've been in the studio. So, you know, I'm working on something. You know what I mean? A little something. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. No, I mean, I I think that it just people always you have these these goals or these um, it's like people can tell if you're doing something for what whatever reason it is, people can sense it. I think so too. And when you lose sight of that, that's when things that's when things get really terrible because you could have something uh, from from an artistic vantage point, you could have something critically or commercially bomb. Mm-hmm. And and you could have done it for the wrong reason. Yeah, you know, yeah, like you're, you're, you're doing. You're not even <laughs> the only thing that you're guaranteed of in this life when you're doing something that is some kind of you know expression is. Do you like it? That's literally the only thing you have guaranteed. Mm. And so if you're not even checking that box, what a fucking tragedy! Because that's the only <laughs> yeah. box that you're guaranteed. You know, no, like, no, you, yeah, you, the only thing. It's the only thing. Yeah, you can. Oh, I see. So you could you could basically do it all for the wrong reasons, and then nobody likes it, and then you're really fucked. You know, you don't make any. Then you're super <laughs> fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so make... at least you could check the box of do you like it, and, and I didn't like it, and uh, neither did anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird how that works. That sucks. That reminds me of. You you know, every, there's all these articles being written about podcasting, about how the big celebrity boom uh, went away, and now people want podcasts from just regular, normal people because you can you can tell when you're listening to a fucking millionaire, famous person on a podcast, they they're not doing it for fun. They're doing it because their manager was like, "Hey, man, I can probably get you like 10 million in a month if you if you just do this for a while." Yeah, and then the you know, and then you have this famous person being like doing an ad read for you know a mattress or something like that and nobody wants to buy a mattress from you know a famous actor you want to buy it from your your cool regular person friend on your podcast yeah Mm because you believe them yeah the believability is everything because you can yeah people can sniff it out i I was just drinking my ag1 moments ago (laughs) Mm, i have a green ring around my mouth it's so good but it's it's worth it it's delicious isn't it jason don't you love that stuff Mm, yeah oh i was gonna say as we're kind of winding down we usually uh two i guess we can ask both of our recurring questions number one top three favorite prescription pills of all time <laughs> probably stick all three yeah probably just okay probably stick all the way yeah. yeah i'll just go probably stick all three now i realized halfway through that this is a funny but very maybe triggering uh joke okay no sync talk basically uh whenever we have a recording artist a songwriter things like that a song or a, a sync opportunity that was, you know, a crazy story involving a, a sync that went really well, or maybe the the sync that got away. You you were gonna get a, a fat check for some Prilosec commercial, and then it got pulled at last minute for a bare naked ladies song. Oh, I got a good. I got multiple good ones actually. There was a, <laughs> okay, good. There was a Facebook one years ago. I'm trying to think what it was. Probably 2000. 17 and it was for they they were unro- unrolling or rolling out some kind of a new 
I don't know what it was, Facebook shit. And they had <laughs> they had um, <laughs> locked in new Facebook shit dropping my track cannons as part of that whole thing, and it was it was some ungodly amount of money. It was like maybe seventy thousand dollars a side or something. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was right on the cusp of okay, I think I need to get a a day job because I was barely you know barely making ends meet and all this. Asking stuff. your neighbor if they're hiring at Subway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so this thing came through and then I got the confirmation and the team my team never confirms things until it's actually, you know, set in stone. And so I, I got a confirmation from from my manager and uh yeah, all that being said, they ended up last minute, it was the day before everything rolled out, they ended up having a team of people recreate my song they had hired a bunch of colleges oh, to change just enough of the notes to where they could legally get away with it yeah and then they rolled out the ad so people still thought that it some people still thought it was canons it was so close <laughs> but legally when we looked into it they had changed a certain percentage of the song yeah to where they could get away with it and completely yeah. So there's that. Um, Zuck does it again. That's got to be so frustration. I mean, there's there's like nothing you can do at all. Nothing. At all. Yep. Nothing. I guess you could do a tweet about it. Yeah. I don't know. Not worth it. If you if you if you even care, you know, it's just what's the. Yeah, not worth do it. Do you have a positive one? Do you have a positive one where you made out like a bandit? So I there was an NFL one that was a commercial for the actual just NFL as an entity. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. I think that was the first time. So my my dad nothing says NFL as an entity like Youth Lagoon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. That's the proudest. That's the proudest my dad I know without a doubt has ever been. <laughs> up until that point, he's kind of like I don't know. I just don't know if anyone's paying attention. And then I got that, and and uh, yeah, it just completely proudest day of your dad's life. Big time. He still did good, boy. Yeah, he still talks about it, and it helped me. I mean, that's the nice thing about licensing is, is for me, not only is it the the survival of just making ends meet and continuing to to you know make new music, but dump it back into the recording. So I remember after that, I was able to use that towards the the following Mm. the following record. God bless. That's good. You get better karma that way versus yeah buying a bunch of shoes, <laughs> which is yeah, which is what I would do. But it, it's so up and down. The whole industry is so up and down that if you if you go that route, then you just run out of money because it's like you could have you yeah. could have something hit hit big, and if you spend the money and you're not and you're not setting it aside or spending it on reinvesting it then it ends up yeah you just run out we never want to run out of money we never want to run out of money that's that's no that's very important to me um yes trevor thank you so much for joining us today on how long gone it was a pleasure um your album heaven is great a, work heaven is a junkyard is everywhere now it's pitchfork best new music uh thank you to our friends at fat possum for putting this out um and uh yeah man it was a pleasure honestly yeah chris jason thank you guys so much i really appreciate it and we'll see you soon man we'll stay in touch all right talk soon later i don't remember how it